Greetings, fellow Earthlings. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of And Another Thing with Dave. I want to thank all of our listeners from all over the world. Please do subscribe and share if you're not already. All right, let's get into it. I guess we're on the stereo app now, so on here I am. And Another Thing. Never been accused of not having something to talk about, so... (laughs) (laughs) That's where I came up with that one. And another thing. Exactly. That's that's great. I like that. I also liked how we talked about the other day briefly uh, when people referred you the uh, Think and Go Rich book. You're like, yeah, this is the third time people tell me this. So I, I must take action on it. So, right. You know, I think I think people have probably heard that quote before. You know, if something appears to you three times, you know, that might be the universe kind of giving you that final push that you need to to take action right it's, it's kind of like the law of attraction right the law of attraction if it's if somebody's put into you and you keep on attracting it it must be something that you, you in a subconscious level is also attracting absolutely absolutely oh now you're getting into manifestation <laughs> I they, love it. see you know the big words <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, manifestation is so powerful, and I think people don't know the powers behind it, or much of the law of attraction. I think people uh, live this autopilot life, right? And they they end up up following what other people do without taking time to think of what they want to do, if that makes sense to you. Oh, absolutely. I think... um... You know, a lot of people spend their life in reaction instead of action. Right? Right? Like, um, you know, I mean, whose life is not complex and chaotic at times and who isn't juggling multiple things, you know, and we're trying to be these whole people and incorporate a spiritual life and you know some kind of family or home life uh you know we're trying to have some kind of social life and fit in some kind of exercise in there so that's a lot of a lot of stuff um so some people just get caught in you know on the hamster wheel so to speak you know the rat mm-hmm. race just round and round and round and round find yourself going to work coming home going to bed going to work going home going to bed right mm-hmm. um And so if you don't have like a regular meditation practice, then I think it's really hard to step out of that and think about what you want outside of that. Um, Powerful. Yeah, at least that's that that at least that works for me. You know, I can only talk about what I've done and what works for me, what what, what does and does not work for me, you know, to each their own. And we're all different creatures. Most definitely. But I think there's, I, I want to make this analogy. And I think when, when, I, when I show this to other people and, I, and they can see it, they're like, whoa, that's so true. And the fact of how we are trained to be followers, not leader. And what I mean by that, usually when you're going to turn left or right, there's two lanes. And you'll see that one lane has a whole bunch of cars. And if you just move over to the next lane, Sometimes there's no cars or two or two or three cars only. 
And the reason that's it, because people see cars and go, oh, here's where all the cars are. This is where I need to be at. And just, just by opening your mind and saying, what's my other option and get out of that autopilot, you can go into the other lane. They could have nobody or just a couple of cars. That's it. Thank you for using that analogy because you know what? Every time I come up to an intersection, I think about this. I think about what lane would Tony Robbins take, right? Mm -hmm. He's not going to sit behind nine cars when there's two in the other lane. No, man. Come on. Boom, boom. Get her done. And life is about making those. Well, it, it's a, and, it, and, and so this analogy can run so deep, right? So I absolutely agree with, with what you just said. And, then, and it's also about making being open to, mm -hmm. to, to change, being open right um about making split second decisions uh, uh, about um you know being open to success you know about not sabotaging you know there's little decisions that you can make that'll affect you know everything has a ripple effect like that movie the butterfly effect super profound every decision we make affects something down the line but i love that that traffic light analogy you know you pull up there's five cars two cars and one car and maybe the next car's open the next lane's open which one do you go for right but it's sad to say that since since small we've been trained to be a faller and it's like when you're a little kid you're like okay you got to follow your dad you got to follow your mom you got to follow your brothers and sisters you got to follow what the teacher tells you you got to follow uh, what your friends say. So in, in a subconscious level, as a kid, you've been trained to follow, 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 follow. And, and the sad part be, behind that is that as an adult, you continue that, the follow, follow, follow side to it. And like you said, Tony Robbins, it's not a follower. He would sit there and go, how could I make this better for me? How could I save time? Or how could I move forward? And how could I voice my own opinions because people also fear of voicing their own opinions because the other person might not agree with it or they want, or they do not want to offend the other person so they just agree with it or stay quiet yeah yeah i agree um you know we have one life man it's too short it's too short to compromise it's too short to not go after a dream it's too short to not take a risk, right? It, so I forget who said this, but I, it's probably been said by every billionaire, every super successful business person, or even artist, right? Musician, mm -hmm. artist of every, everybody who's been uber successful has failed multiple times, right? Mm -hmm. So you can't be afraid of failure. You have to focus on the successes, right? Because if you're not, it's like any sport. If you're not pushing yourself, then, you know, you can tell by by how many times you fail at practice, by how much you're pushing yourself, right? Like skiing would be my analogy, right? Been skiing like most of my life. So if I'm really pushing myself, I'll fall a couple times in a day, maybe. If I'm not pushing myself, I won't fall. So I can measure it by like, oh, yeah, I'm just... I'm just out having fun today. I'm not really challenging myself. But if I'm challenging myself, I'm going to eat shit 
a couple times, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm going to pick myself up, dust myself off and go, oh man, I almost had that turn. Where did it go wrong? Okay, let me try again. Yeah, I think, but, but see, people are afraid to challenge themselves uh, because challenge yourself means you need to push more and also means the unknown. And I think the unknown is what people fear. Oh man. Oh man. That, well, yeah, absolutely. I think that's the biggest fear. That's why we're afraid of the dark, right? That's like where every, um, kind of child's fable starts, right? Is the fear of the unknown. What's under right. your bed? What's out in the dark? Ooh, what was that noise? Right? Yeah. Yes, most definitely. And, and, the, and then we continue to create that in our lives and, and, and oh, go yeah. with it. And and lead it to our lives and go with it. I think um, I think, but there's 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 a I think there's a beauty on the unknown. It's scary, but there's also a beauty behind it, because you you could really find that gem by looking at things that you never would try to do or or get out of your comfort zone. And and our comfort zone is so comfortable that we're we're so afraid to jump out of it. Because the unknown, and we might be cold, we might be, you know, not knowing, and we might trip, like you mentioned. You know, if you go on a skiing and you say, "Yeah, hey, I'm going to try a new, a new loop, a new, a new area," well, you might fall a couple times, but it doesn't mean you're not good at it. Right, right, exactly. And I think, I mean, you know, the unknown is where is the new frontier that's where beautiful things happen that's that's where unlimited potential is you know um every great discovery has been made by going into the unknown and so you can look at it as a physical space you know uh-huh. or you can look at it as as a mental space and, it, and it's both you know but um one thing that really helped me with that is skydiving i used to have a uh, a recurring nightmare that i was kind of falling and i would wake up like ah. um so i decided to face that fear head on instead of having it control me i was like all right well let's see what this is about and let's face this thing head on so i went skydiving and and uh and then boom it, it went away you mentioned skydiving, and it's something that I've been um, putting out there that I want to do. Um, I I, uh, I don't want to say I'm afraid of heights, but I'm not too fond of them. How's that? So I think skydiving, because the fact that my idea is to tell the guy, hey, when it's time to go, it's time to go. Just let me breathe a couple of times, it's time to go. And I think it's only the, the first 30 seconds of that fear that would happen. And from there, I think you would go, man, this is so beautiful. I get to see the world in such a different way. That's wild. Have, have you talked to people that have done it? Because that's exactly what it's like. No, I haven't talked to a lot of people. I've, I asked people if they want to go and, and people, you know, right away, they go into the negative. Oh, no, you could die. You could that. I'm like, well, I can die in a car accident. You're more likely, 
you're more likely to die in a car accident than you you're more likely to die in an airplane accident in a car accident crossing the street or riding a bicycle than you are skydiving statistically and, speaking and the way i look at it is the guy behind me doesn't want to die i don't want to die we have two parachutes so we're a lot safer hell yeah yeah the odds especially like exactly like a tandem jump when you're just uh-huh. learning the odds uh-huh. of anything going wrong are so that's not when it happens. It happens when somebody's packing their own chute and there's one chute, right? So, right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's such a great analogy because here you are leaping out into the unknown, total surrender. And the, re- the reward for that was my nightmares went away. I used to be deathly afraid of heights, dude. So that was, so this to me was like, you know, facing facing my ultimate phobias um but it was freeing man after that i i started singing in bands and stuff oh that's awesome i had the balls to get up on stage in front of people after that sweet one thing that i've been doing to get out of my comfort zone not to bear off too much about the skydiving but you know the skydiving also has to do getting out of your comfort zone right confront your fears sure yeah it's it's cold showers. Oh yeah, um, and, and and people people are listening to this. They might not, like. What does that have to do with the cold shower, right? Well, if you the first thing that you do in the morning is you jump in the cold shower, you get out of your comfort zone because you would rather have a hot shower in the in the winter. And if you can train your mind from that moment to get out of your comfort zone, everything else that happens throughout the day you're able to confront a lot better and a lot easier because you already took the step to come out of your comfort zone. And one thing that I do, I used to do like the whole hype, oh yeah, I got this and oh yeah, I can't break me and all that good stuff. But when I started breathing, just taking the time to breathe, you know, and, and, and tell myself, it's just cold water. That's all it is. I'm not going to die. And nothing's going to happen. It's just cold water. I'm going to be uncomfortable for, you know, five, ten minutes. But that's all it is. It's just cold water. Is cold water stronger than me? No, I don't think so. Not in this situation. So that's one. And, and that's just a simple mind change. And I think when you apply a mind change... Everything else can change tremendously. Oh, oh, that's huge. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and thanks for going there because I'm a big fan of this as well. Um, and, you know, now it's, it's trending that people are doing these ice baths, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you've heard of Imhoff, right? And the Imhoff method, the ice man. Win, Winhoff, no? Winhoff, thank you. Yeah. 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 So amazing guy he's inspired this whole movement he's developed the you know the Wim Hof method so he's teaching people these breathing techniques that have enabled him and um and I mean I haven't gone that deep right like I'm not doing the ice baths or anything and uh I'm not even that hardcore with the shower but you know I don't even do it all the time but but I'd like to do it more often than I do but but I'll finish my shower cold right oh that's good 
Oh, you know, and just breathe through it. And then, um, and like you're saying, it's uncomfortable for, for, you know, for a little bit, for a few minutes, but then the reward is every moment after that is better, <laughs> is easier, yes. is more enjoyable. Yes. And talking about Winham, I just downloaded his app because I really want to get more into detail on that. A good friend of mine by the name of Martin Lopez uh, referred it to me. So I'm definitely going to check it out in more detail. And like you said, he does have a huge following and has uh, an impact in making a change in the, and not only, not only does cold shower help you with the fact of confronting fear, but it also has a lot of healthy benefits for you. So now I would like to start going more into, now that we got to know each other a little bit more and, and we, we're obviously in the same level of what we're speaking about, I'd like to get more into now to the topic of the fear of forgiveness. What do you think it's, what do you personally think it's one of the fears people have? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? I, I just had a little glitch. I was trying to share our uh, talk on Instagram and then it started talking. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say, let's get more into the topic now, the fear of forgiving ourselves. I think people yeah. have a, I think people have a huge fear about it, even though people might say no, but I think there's a big fear behind it. And I will share some of the things that I forgive myself for. I forgive myself for hating myself. I forgive myself for not letting go. I forgive myself for not being kind to myself. I forgive myself for not believing in myself. I forgive myself for overeating to cover the pain. That, that's my drug of choice, which I'm really working on, on that. And, it, and we can get into uh, another show about that. Now And then another thing that I forgive myself is I forgive myself for not allowing myself to be free. I mm. forgive myself for not seeing my value and only seeing it through others' eyes. I forgive myself for not telling myself how great I am. I forgive myself for not being nice to myself when all I needed to do is to be nice to myself. And this is a really big one that I think people can really relate. The next one is and I'm going to do a full show on that one, is I forgive myself for holding on to others that you should people, that all they do is say, you should do this with your life. You should do what I tell you, not what you want in your life. And there's a lot mm. of you shoulds, people in our lives. Yeah, and, big, big one, big one right there. Um, like... Uh, I love the saying, like, stop shooting on me. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> but pe people accept it because of the fact that a lot of the people that should you is family. So they accept it because of the name behind, well, it's my mom, well, it's my dad, it's my sister, it's my brother, my cousin. Sure. The list sure. goes on. And, 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 and people tend to accept it because of that word and 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 they're okay with it even though they're not happy and it hurts but they're okay accepting it because a family member or a friend said it to them and right, again right it, yeah so i think that's some of the some of the fears that i forgive myself is there any is there any things that you want to forgive yourself for or that you've done before 
Yeah, I mean, that's a tough one, right? It's uh, self-forgiveness, you know, it's a real tough one. And it's a tough one for me, too, I'm sure with most people. Um, why, why do we treat our friends and people around us better than we treat ourselves? Why is it harder to forgive ourselves than it is to forgive a good friend? Um, you know, yeah. Yeah, recently I just forgave myself and, and, you know, let somebody go that I'd been kind of trying to hold on to for a while. And um, and then and then I had another person that, that had been shooting on me for... <laughs> for a couple years, but, but I had made up excuses why, you know, this person needed me as a friend or something so I could put up with whatever. And just recently I cut that person loose and, and that felt really good. Mm -hmm. I have a system, yeah. I have a system called NPD and let me, let me explain the system to you. So the system yeah. goes like this. If I go on a date and the girl's late, I notice if I go on a date with her two, three, four more dates and she is late the three, four more dates, then that becomes the P part of my system, which is the pattern. I notice first that becomes a pattern. At that point, the D part of the, of the system is I need to make a decision. Do I want to continue dating this person knowing that this person is always going to be late and if I make the choice to continue to date this person or, or a business relationship or the list goes on, I can't be mad at them anymore because they show me their, they show me their patterns. I could have a conversation with that person and say, look, I feel that you, you don't value my time every time you get late or I stop doing other things so I can be here for you and you don't value my time. And if, if that person's willing to work on it, then it's a little bit different. But if the person says, you know, it's, you know I, I'll try better and it continues happening and you keep on accepting it, then I don't think it's the other person's fault. I think it's your fault for allowing it to accept it. Right, because then you've all, right now, you've accepted their pattern of behavior and bought into it and made an agreement. So, so now you're saying, okay, well, for whatever reason, it's still worth engagement. Like, um, I've heard a good saying that around that, like when somebody shows you who they are, believe them. And mm -hmm. if, if you keep trying to believe that there's somebody else after they've shown you who they are, that's on you. Exactly. It's definitely on you and you can't complain, but you know what? A lot of people don't see it as, it's on them. It's like, well, that person is always late. And it's easy, it's easier to point the finger than accepting. Sure, yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, <clears throat> excuse me, but but what's that? Uh, there's a, another great saying. I love referring to things I've learned, little nuggets here and there. When you So when you're pointing the finger at somebody, you got three more fingers pointing back at you, right? Most definitely. Most so definitely. It, it's so much easier. And I find it so much more constructive when people can talk from from the eye, this is my experience. This is what happened to me. Because as soon as you start talking about somebody else, what do you know? You're not them. You don't know what they're going through. You don't know what their experience, their life experience, or their current situation is, right? 
correctly correctly so yeah so you you think you think people are afraid to look within i think people are afraid to look within and and and, and start like to mention the things that i i started forgiving myself for um and start looking into that because it it's 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 painful to a certain way to look into it and go, oh man, I either accepted all this or either I did all this. Right. right. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like we're not just innocent witnesses to our lives, right? So either we, we participated in one way, shape or form. Like there's this triangle of conflict, right? Like mm-hmm. an argument can't exist without the aggressor, the enabler or the, or the victim, Right. So if you don't, if you choose not to play one of those roles, an abusive situation or an argument falls apart. Right. Because it needs those three components in order to function. Um, so, yeah, exactly. So it's powerful, um, you know, and blame and forgiveness, I think, go go so hand in hand. I think the things that annoy us the most about other people are the things that annoy us most about ourselves. So that comes right back to forgiveness, um, you know, and, and fear of success. You mentioned that as well. I think mm-hmm. that's a huge one. I think a lot of people sabotage themselves because of a fear of success. And, and, it's, and it's also what we, what we grew up with. So if we see if we see our family struggling as we grow up, we'll fall into that, and and we have a fear of money or fear how to make money because all you've seen and all you know is it's you know failure or or really tight, and you never take the time to step back and forgive yourself for seeing that and believing that and start making a mind change so that doesn't apply to you. Right, right. Making a generational change. It, it's also a generational change, but it's also reparenting. You got you yeah. got to re, you got to reparent yourself, so you can see a lot of different things. I'm not saying that a, a mom or dad are wrong. What I'm saying is they only knew what they knew, but we sure. live in a we live in a different situation where we have you know mobile phones, we got Google, we have all kinds of things that we can pick up and look for answers. You know, before you would have to go to a library, you had to do a whole bunch of church, search for it. Now you can pick it up and say, how can I start making a mind change? What is the things you do? And then you have personal development coaches like myself. They can take you through the process of start making that change and start seeing your worth. Your worth. Here's the important thing. Start seeing your worth through your own eyes, not through the eyes of negative people in your life. And that takes a lot of forgiveness. That takes a lot of forgiveness with, within yourself. Yeah, and possibly forgiveness of other people, and right? Like, I like, mm-hmm. the, um, I like the idea of reparenting. Um, I know you've probably heard of the guy, uh, Robert Kiyosaki, that wrote The Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yes, so he, you know, he looked at both of his parents and he decided to reparent himself in the way that his dad that was making money was, was behaving. Right. So, right. yeah, it's powerful. Um, you know, exactly. Cause we, we only know what we know until we reach outside of that. 
Right. We need to start. We need to start noticing, noticing things, become aware of things, and then see how see how those things affects our beliefs, and see how our beliefs are affected through our actions. Mm-hmm. So when you can take the time and go, wait a minute, I kind of noticed this, and I'm becoming more aware of that habit or that belief or that thing somebody keeps on telling me. And and now it's affecting, affecting my beliefs. I'm starting to believe it. I'm starting to say it's true. And then my actions are based on that belief. Right. And, and I struggle right. a lot with that. I grew up with a family that was mentally and physically abusive to me. So for many years, they would tell me, you know, you're a loser. You're not going to get anywhere in your life. And I started believing it. I started believing yeah. it to, to got to the point that say, hey, well, this must be true because they would also tell you, I love you and I would never do anything to hurt you. So it was very confusing. It's hacking mixed messages until I started, you know, learning personal development, teaching personal development. They say that when you teach personal development or you teach something, you get to learn it twice. Absolutely. And you have to learn it on such a deeper level because you have to be able to present it to other people. So it really, really, yeah, absolutely. And not only that, you also have to be able to present it to other people without tapping back, tapping into that pain, your past, right? You'd be able to to teach it and be a teacher and not a, oh my God, this is what happened to me. But instead Mm -hmm. of sharing, instead of sharing, go, this is what happened for me, and this is the changes I've made. You know, it took right. me it, it took me some time to forgive my mom for the things that she allowed it to happen to me, and the things that she did to me. I, yeah. I there was a while that I, there was hate. There's a while that it was a lot of you know f you. And then mm-hmm. I got to a point that I realized that she also did good things for me. And I, I realized that within that hate and, and all that pain, there's a fine line. There's also love. And I had to forgive yes. myself. I had to forgive myself, which took a lot of time. I had to forgive myself for removing that pain and removing that hatred, that disgust, that hatred. Because they did, they did their life and they went on with their life, right? And it was me carrying that. And right. it's my it's my fault to a certain point that I continue carrying that. So I forgive myself for yeah, I don't even I don't even think I don't like the word fault, but it's a choice at a certain point. It's a choice, right? Right. Mm-hmm. It's a choice. Exactly. I made the choice to carry that with me. And continue carrying it for years and years and years and years. And I had to make another choice and say, I'm going to forgive myself for making that choice. And I'm going to start making a new choice now. And I'm only going to start seeing the positive, you know, that I learned from, from, from you know, my, mo- my mom and my, and my stepdad and my half-sister there had to be some positives. Let me focus on that because I, I've been spending years and years focusing on the negative. Mm-hmm. And that forgive and that forgiveness 
it, it took such a big weight off me. It just right. took a bit. Right. But there was fear. I think, and again, I think people fear to accept um, their mistakes and to accept to forgive themselves for them so they can move on forward. Oh, I, I personally, absolutely. I also mostly think because there's people in your life that'll continue telling you those mistakes, or they'll con- or you continue seeing those mistakes. So you're not, you don't become too much aware of it. It just happens, and you allow it. Mm-hmm. And to go into that, and to go into that deep side to pull it out of you, and 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 put in a piece of paper and just spread it out and and just really, really take it out of you it takes a lot of work mentally a lot of work and even emotionally physically that's so true that's so true one thing that helped me with that because i had i had issues with my father so that's interesting opposite end of the spectrum um forgiving my father very controlling growing up verbally abusive physically abusive a couple few times um and what really helped me was um, EMDR or rapid eye movement therapy. Um, I found a psychologist, a therapist that was using that that technique, and oh my god, that really helped me reframe things. And um, I can't say enough about the technique. Um, you kind of uh, it helps you it it helps you look at past events. Like you're like you're watching a movie almost in your head, but removed from it with no emotion. So mm. after afterwards, you don't have the charged emotion about that same stuff that you did. It's it's absolutely powerful stuff. Yeah, man, I'd love to learn more about it, and <clears throat> I'm going to. I go into a little bit because I don't know. Every I, I believe everybody has a drug of choice to mask the pain, the pain that oh, yeah. you go through. You yeah. know, um, I don't know if you like to share yours, um, which is you like to share yours. Sure. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> um, I just want to wrap up that point. Um, so by doing that EMDR therapy. I was able to get to a point where I was able to forgive my father for, you know, and then meet him on a place as an adult and actually have a relationship with him for the duration of his life. And, um, you know, unfortunately, about a year and a half later, he ended up being killed by a hospital, went in for a minor procedure and they killed him. So, wow. I feel I feel so fortunate that I had that opportunity to forgive him and actually have a relationship with him and you know instead of him dying without having all that shit resolved right that would that would have been a quite a weight I'm sure so I feel but it would never would have happened if I wasn't willing to forgive him willing to forgive myself and willing to go out into the unknown and venture forward because thing risk, you know, any any risk was was well worth the reward. A hundred percent, 
100%. And I'm so happy for you that you were able to do that. I'm so, so happy for you because I, I can relate to it. I haven't had the opportunity to speak to my mom. And I wanted to, I wanted to heal myself more. Yeah. And so this way, when I do speak to her, my bandage and, my, and those wounds, it's, you know, they're sealed. And they're not going to fall off and, and open that door anymore. I could actually, like you mentioned, look at the movie without the pain and just acknowledging the movie and go, oh, okay. So right. now let me. Yeah, to be able to have that it. conversation without any blame or anything, right? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Without any blame and without any hatred. Right. Behind right. It. So do you think, um, so here's this, do you think people, how do you think it affects people with the, when they don't forgive themselves besides emotionally, how do you think it affects them physically? Oh, a number of ways. Um, Self-sabotage whether subconsciously or consciously people overeat people stress eat people drink too much alcohol people you know do drugs people um engage in risky sexual behavior um on and on and on or overspend and gamble yeah shit winona Ryder was even caught shoplifting and she's rich as hell so like what was going on in her head where she was out doing that risky self-sabotaging behavior, right? Mm -hmm. Something, mm -hmm. something was going on. I don't, I'm not going to claim to, to know what, but <laughs> she could have bought anything that... that she was stealing. So something was going on, right? It's interesting that you brought her to the table. I haven't, I used to be a big fan of her when I was younger and it's interesting you brought that because of the fact that most people assume the celebrities have it so easy. You know, they have all the money in the world. They can do whatever. They don't have to use stress. They don't have to worry. But one thing that I tell people is that they don't live where you and I live. So they hang out. If they, let's just say when a writer has $5 million, right? She probably lives in a zone where there's people that live, you know, have $10 million, $20 million, right. yeah, you know, so yeah. she's, so she's not the rich girl and that's own. I mean, so there's always mm -hmm. a competitive, always competing and there's always certain type of drama. And, and that's also not, not involving the childhood drama that she might have. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people, you know, I don't know. I think there's probably a lot of people that are motivated to be a star because it takes a crazy amount of motivation. You know, like I was saying, I sang mm -hmm. in bands for a little while, but I barely made it out of the city that we were founded in, you know? <laughs> so mm -hmm. to blow up and be like touring the country or the world or to, to make it as a movie star on that level, like, wow, that's such an amazing level of ambition, stick-to-itiveness, determination, um, you know, tenacity. Self-belief. 
self-belief, crazy amount of willpower, discipline, and self-belief. You have to be almost arrogant. You know, you have yes. to be so self-assured, you know, that yes. it borders on arrogance. And a lot of those people are arrogant pricks, but, you know, hey, <laughs> that's how they got there. <laughs> that's how they got there. I'm, <laughs> it's totally true, totally true. I'm a big Conor McGregor fan, and I love his, 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 his mental game. His mental game, him. like you said, like you said, his mental game is so strong that nobody, no, no matter what anybody tells him, they can't break him. And right. he He's can got... turn a... Go ahead. Um, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish your point. Yeah. And he can break other people. When he fought Aldo, which was a 10-year champion, I don't, seven or 10-year champion, and when mm-hmm. he fought him, the whole mental work the whole mental work that he did on Aldo, he, he already knew that he was going to lose, and that's why he was able to say it on the first round. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna knock him out because his self belief of being able to, to do that and also to do the work and his mind being correct on nothing's gonna stop me. It's 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 so powerful. So powerful, so powerful, and he's such a great example of that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you can't, and, and talk about manifestation and focus and self-belief, but you can't, you know, then comes the hard work and he does it all, right? He brings that whole package to the table. He works his tail off to be the best of the best, but, but his mental game, man, he has people beat before he even gets them in the ring. Yes. Yes, it's very, it's very powerful, and I, and, and it's, and it's beautiful in their own way. He might do it, you know, very aggressively, but it, it's also, they also has a certain beauty in it, like you said, the beauty of that self confidence and that self motivation and that self hunger, that you know, you made it all the way to the top. And you still have that hunger. I mean, he doesn't need the money to fight. I mean, if he doesn't fight the rest of his life, he, he'll be fine. Oh, but yeah. he still, but he still goes into the ring like it was the first time he's been to the ring, and that's one of the things that I really admire about him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I his grandkids we... would be fine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think he's I think he's worth like 120 million dollars. So I think he I think he'll be fine. Yeah, a couple so. good investments and his grandkids will be sitting pretty. Yeah. Most definitely. So yep. what what would be one nugget that you can share to our listeners to empower them to forgive themselves more? Um well, I, I think only negative things come from not forgiving yourself. It's time wasted, years wasted, potentially. For me, it was years, if not decades, wasted that I could have been achieving so much more. Um, I was like in a holding pattern, you know, drinking too much. And just not a, not achieving much, not checking stuff off of a, off of the, you know, the list, so to speak, um, it's kind of stagnated, 
you know um it, it was like a like a mental cancer really that was just kind of eaten from me from within and and exactly it's like you talked about earlier the person the other person doesn't even know you're going through this so you're just beating yourself up um you know and a lot of this stress and depression and anxiety can lead to physical ailments if not you know maybe cancer and stuff so there's really no point in in holding on to the past and holding on to what didn't work other than for the for the useful um reference for the future for the useful reference for the future okay note to self don't do that again right and then you move on um yes and it's easy and it's easy to say but i've like i said i've fallen on my face literally um dozens of times you know like i back to the skiing analogy i can ski better than just about anybody i know but i've got scars in my face from you know accidents where i was pushing myself um so you know without risk there's no reward but but what do you have to lose by forgiving yourself zero and and you got everything to gain you'll look at the world in a whole new way you'll have a, a weight removed from your shoulders you'll be able to 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 um instead of living in that realm of reaction you'll be able to take action and start to manifest things in your life that you want Yes, yes, yes. I hundred. I think you said it beautiful. I think you said really beautiful. I I would say, and and I would say, I would say it in the sense of, if you don't forgive yourself, don't expect to grow. Bam. It's simple as simple as that. Yeah, it, absolutely. Know? So if you yeah. want to grow, if you want to grow, you need to start forgiving yourself before you can have healthier relationships because if you carry that that weight in you how can you have how what would you bring to a relationship and i'm talking friendships romantic relationships business relationships and when you give yourself that forgiveness like you said our past only becomes a reference of oh maybe i shouldn't do that again or you know what i'm not going to allow people do that to me anymore forgiveness also empowers you to set healthy boundaries for you and others you are absolutely right um welcome to our listener unfab unfabled oh yeah um, how do you how do you how do you see the who the lit on fable okay cool yeah we had a couple here we had uh, a couple of listeners yeah. Yeah, if you yeah, tap and, on the and, tap on the live thing in the top left, and it shows you who's tuning in. Yeah, yeah. So we had a couple of people. That's not bad, and we got a couple of. View, I mean, for first show, I think it's uh, not bad at all. Totally. I mean, I'm, sure, I, I'm sure they have to, uh, you know, flip right or uh, flip right, to, and there's a lot of shows going on. So, and I just promote this one a little bit because I wanted to see, you know, how to use it correctly and. 
how our interaction was going to be. But I would love to bring you to another show with me. Um, I can send you a message, I believe, within your your profile. I think it has your uh, uh, Instagram. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There you go. I'm going to add you on Instagram now. Um, Fantastic. Yeah, and I think it has that, and I think we can do this again, and we can talk about a good subject that it will empower people. Because I really do think when people hear this back, it's really going to empower them. And when we share it, I think it's also going to empower them. I think it's going to be something good for them. And the, and I hope that what they get out of this is starting to, to forgive themselves. Because one thing, too, that we didn't touch bases and we'll touch bases on it now is when you forgive yourself, you also add self-love to yourself. That's huge. Self-love. And you were talking about relationships, right? So relation, uh, as far as romantic relationship goes, if you can't forgive, let go of the past, forgive and love yourself, then what are you bringing? It's almost like you have a blockade preventing you from getting into a new healthy relationship. Right. Because unless you can mm -hmm. love yourself, you can't meet somebody else as an equal in a new relationship. Right. Right. And if you don't forgive yourself, how are you going to be able to grow? You have all this all this weight behind you. And when you can right. turn around and say, you know what? I forgive myself for overeating to amass my pain. You know, I forgive myself for pushing people away. You know, I, I, I forgive myself for not smi for smiling when all I needed is to cry. Oh, I that's a big one. That's a big one for putting on that that tough outer shell for the for the for other people. Yeah, and not only and not only that, but I also think as men, oh, you cry, you're weak. No, you you you're not. I mean, obviously, you're not crying all the time. But you're not, I don't see men that cry as weak. I see them as expressing themselves and releasing emotion instead of holding on to an emotion. I'm not, but this not confuse it with a crybaby. I'm, I'm talking right. about when there's, I'm talking about when there's those moments that, you, you know, you just got to break down and, and not hide it. Absolutely. My father was a, uh, college football player big man tough guy his nickname on the call on the football field was killer um wow there you go but he taught me that it takes a strong man to show his emotions and to be vulnerable and to cry and he yeah. cried in front of he cried in front of me many times right and, and, and that's a beautiful thing I, I i seen my grandpa cried a couple of times and 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 and, and it and I and I bless him for it. Yeah, I, I think yeah, that's I a think powerful lesson. Yeah, and I think he's more of a, uh, I think he's even more of a powerful man because he was able to share that emotion instead of carrying that emotion and wishing that he could have, you know, he could have said it, he could have said it, he could express it. Because when you don't say it, express it, and you smile. It leaves, I, I believe it leaves a, a negative chip on you. Oh, yeah, it leaves a void. And, and you can even look at movies, right? Like in the, in the movies of the 40s and the 50s, what did they do? They got in an argument. They didn't, 
they just they just stifled it and then they poured themselves a stiff drink like that's a healthy way to deal with it right so then you're building mm -hmm. up all this resentment this anger this frustration that's going to come out in some way shape or form in the future and in the meantime you're killing yourself you're killing your liver you know it's just oh yeah no let it loose don't yes, hold on to let stuff it let it loose Hey, I got a new follower. I want to reach out to him. Let, uh, what's it called? Let Little Repin. I can't pronounce his name correctly, but I would say thank you for following me and hope you can join us to our next show. And, Fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah. I think, I'm really liking this. I, I'm really liking this. So like I said, now that uh, we're connected in Instagram, I think we should do another one. We can work, uh, we can work on a subject and things because I, I believe you have great knowledge that it can empower people. I want to point out that if anybody wants to get a hold of me, they can get a hold of me to Instagram. And my, my name on Instagram is live under your own rules. Cause that's what I teach people. I teach people to live life under their own rules and don't let others judge you. You are the judge of your life and you're the seal of your life. So that's, that's powerful, buddy. That's powerful. Thank you. Thank you. I'm a, I just friended you on Instagram. I'm following you on here. I can't wait to do another show with you. And, um, yep, if anybody wants to reach out to me, you can, um, you can reach me on, you know, I'm on all social media. So Instagram and Facebook are both at and another thing. It's either at yeah. and another thing or at and another thing with Dave, depending. Um, yeah, Perfect. and I'm. Uh, if you want to shoot me an email to talk about something more in depth or something like that, and another thing with Dave at Gmail. Oh, awesome, awesome! They can also find me under Facebook with "Live Under Your Own Rules." They could also find me there. I hope that we are uh, empower others, and I really, really uh, thank you for your time, Dave. I think this is the beginning of a great friendship and the beginning of empowering other people together. Fantastic. Thank you for letting me be a part of this. I'm uh, much appreciated. And I really had a good time. Look forward to our next one. All right. Thanks for tuning into another episode and another thing with Dave. Please follow, subscribe, and share. I'm on all social media and another thing with Dave. And keep seeking the truth.